The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, guys, and welcome to a new episode of Couch Talks on Uni Therapy. My name is Kat, and I am the host. And Couch Talks, if you're new and you're like, what is Couch Talks? What is Uni Therapy? Couch Talks is the bonus episode of Uni Therapy that comes out every single Wednesday where I answer questions that you guys send in to me. And if you have a question that you want to send in, you can do that. You can email that to Catherine at unitherapypodcast.com and hopefully one day I can get to your question. Now, remember that just because this is a podcast where a therapist is answering questions, this isn't actually therapy. However, it might push you to go get some therapy and engage in therapy if that's something that you feel called to do after listening to some of this. Usually, I answer two questions that I get, um, like direct emails that I get from you guys. I say usually, but I feel like I do it like half the time. That's the goal. That was like the idea behind this episode. But today what I'm going to do is I'm going to answer one question that's just a direct email from you guys. And then I'm going to just address something that I've been getting a lot of. And that is because this question keeps on popping up in sessions, in conversations with friends. And then I'm getting a bunch of emails around the same thing. And then the question I'm going to answer is longer and I want to have time to like really dig into it. But the question that I keep getting from literally everywhere is how do I know the difference between engaging in diet culture, engaging in my eating disorder behaviors, engaging in restriction or any of that and honoring, you know, food freedom or intuitive eating or honoring my body and listening to what I actually want or living into a more recovery based lifestyle when you are coming out of an eating disorder. And the reason I am not answering just one specific email on this is because I've gotten this question a million times, but like phrased in different ways. And that's basically what encompasses all of it. It's not something that I can easily just talk about super generally because it is specific to what your body needs. It is specific to what you like and what you dislike. It's specific to the, the messaging that you've been exposed to. It's specific to you. But what I do want to say is while I'm so grateful for all the content that has been pushed in 
put out there by all these people that are mostly well-meaning people, a lot gets lost in translation because you can't really simply talk about what an eating disorder is or how to recover from it, or there's nuance to it and there's so much to it. I mean, we've tried to give you some one-on-one and background here, but even when it comes to recovery, there's a podcast that Amy Brown and Lisa Haim do called Outweigh. And the reason that's a whole podcast is because there's so much to it. It's not just a one episode thing. So this is not just like a five minute answer thing. But what I do want to express to you guys is that there is not just one way to recover. And because recovery and and living into your own freedom when it comes to food is so individual, what works from one person isn't gonna work from another person. And what one person eats and how they move their body is not gonna be what you need to do for you to find recovery. And I also believe that diet culture has hijacked behaviors and beliefs and things that are good for us, but it's hijacked them and it's taken enough truth and then it's like spun them just a little bit where then it feels like we're doing something wrong if we're trying to go against diet culture and then engaging in those things. And the easiest example I have for that is kale. Like diet culture has like pulled kale over to the dark side and is basically been like, this is a superfood and you should be eating this kale salad and blah, 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 and all this stuff. But also you should be juicing your kale and you should be doing all that. And at the same time, kale does realistically offer us a lot of nutrients and nutrition. And so it is something that can be really helpful for somebody to incorporate into their own individual diet. And I don't mean diet in a weight loss sense. I mean, just like the regimen of food that you might incorporate into your your life. But then when you're picking a kale salad at a restaurant, it's very confusing. Am I picking this kale salad because diet culture is popping in because kale salad and diet culture go right hand in hand? Or am I picking this kale salad because I actually really like it and I feel really good when I eat it? But I do I just feel really good when I eat it because diet culture says that I'll feel better? And so it's a whole mind game. And so I say that because we then we, we push ourselves to the opposite side and we're like, no, I can't have the kale salad because kale salad's diet culture. So I have to have the burger and the fries. And while the burger and fries is totally okay for you to have, do you really want the burger and fries? Or are you just choosing that because you're trying to go against diet culture? And so it becomes this fight between diet culture and like intuitive eating or like all of that, the opposite of, of diet culture, rather than a desire for you to tune in to what you really truly want and need regardless of all of that stuff. So then it becomes less of a fight against diet culture and more of a gift to yourself to pay attention to yourself and honor yourself and give yourself what you need. So I don't know that I'm fully answering everybody's questions, but I did want to address that because it takes a lot of work to figure that out. And even in therapy, when I'm working with clients, it takes a lot of work for us to really figure that out because it likes you you have to go back to the basics. You have to really sit with yourself and it might take a while. Do I like black coffee or am I drinking black coffee because it has less calories or do I like coffee with creamer in it or am I only drinking coffee and creamer in it because I want to go against diet culture and diet culture tells me that I shouldn't have creamer in my coffee? Am I drinking almond milk because I like almond milk? Am I drinking almond milk because it has less calories in it and diet culture says that dairy is bad? Or am I drinking almond milk because I really, really like it? Or maybe dairy doesn't sit well with me because food sensitivities are real. So there's a lot in that, but it takes time and it takes nuance. And, you know, intuitive eating is not just one step. It's a combination of 10 principles. And yeah, one of those principles is reject the diet mentality and 
you know, challenge the food police and all of that stuff. But also one of the principles is honoring your health, which is also gentle nutrition. So making food choices that honor your health and taste buds while also making you feel good. And so it's not always going to honor your health to choose the thing that is that big fight against diet culture. And that's where I'm saying diet culture has like hijacked things. And it's also not always going to honor your health to go with diet culture. And so there is a part of intuitive eating that says, hey, maybe I'm not choosing the food that I just want to eat all the time every day. I don't know that maybe that's a donut. Maybe you want to have a donut every you want to have like five donuts every single morning. Okay, well, that's not gentle nutrition. (laughs) That wouldn't be giving your body all of the nutrition that it fully needs to function. Although it does reject diet culture. (laughs) So we're going to sit that there. What I think I'm going to do, um, because I could, I said I was going to make this part shorter because I wanted to get into the other question, but I think what I'm going to do now that I've started talking about it is bring Crystal back on. She owns uh, Horizon Nutrition Counseling and she has been on the podcast twice before, but I think it'd be really helpful to hear her talk about this in a, in more depth way, full circle. So I am going to answer your questions. (laughs) we're going to really talk about intuitive eating and all that and and give some more in-depth information about how do I know the difference between fighting diet culture and honoring myself. Hey guys, Kat here. And I have something very important to talk to you guys about. Now, I know you're used to hearing me talk about therapy and how important it can be for you and how transformative it can be for you in your life. But if you're somebody who's tried therapy and it just hasn't done the trick, or you just need a little extra boost, I think I've found the next best thing. And the next best thing might just be Cozy Earth and their bamboo sheets and their bamboo pajamas. It feels like you're stepping into a buttery, cozy, warm, and cool hug all at the same time. And that's just their pajamas. Don't even get me started on their sheets. As soon as I touched them, I said, okay, we're changing the sheets right now. And the bonus is they come in this really cute travel tote so you can take your sheets with you wherever you go. Elevate your summer getaway with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding and loungewear, ensuring the comfort of home wherever you roam. We're all in luck because you can discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code UNEED at checkout to get 35% off. Yes, 35% off. And let them know that we sent you Unique Therapy after you check out. Mother's Day is right around the corner. And in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where... 
A lot of times you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. Now let's get to the second question. I have a question I hope you'll answer on Couch Talk someday. I'm especially interested in your thoughts since you identify as a Christian. My parents are evangelical Christians. They take the Great Commission very seriously and they see their ultimate purpose on earth to share their gospel and convert others to Christianity. We live in the Bible Belt. I was raised Baptist, then non-denominational, but basically Baptist. The church was never really a place where I found, in quotes, God. During college, I quit going and have since continued to become more and more disconnected from the actual church. My husband and I were briefly involved in a church pre-pandemic, but I never felt at home or like I got much out of being there. We have since decided that it's not a place that we want to invest our limited family time. For us, Sundays are a time we want to spend together, outdoors, weather permitting, engaging with each other in nature. Recently, I've been making time to go on walks by myself without my phone or any distractions, and that feels like my church. I know organized religion can be, and is for my parents, a very important and helpful source of community, but I just don't think it's for me and the family my husband and I are creating. I am fine with this despite it being counter to the norm where I live in the South. I have two daughters, and I'm feeling a lot of pressure from my parents to take my girls to church and educate them in Christianity so they can be, quote, saved from eternal damnation. I get that it's so important and a life and death thing for them. I love them, and I know they love me. How can I respectfully explain that I don't believe the things that they do? I'm afraid being honest would send them into a panicked crusade, intervention type situation. While I don't mind them taking my girls to church occasionally or telling them Bible stories, I don't want them to be inundated with their religion that seems, at least to me, rooted in fear of death. I respect your opinions and and thought process and hope to hear your thoughts soon. Okay, so... A lot to discuss here, a lot to unpack. And I want to say before we get into the meat of this, that this can be applied to way more than spirituality and religion. So if you're somebody you're like, this is not question really isn't for me. Guess what? Yes, it is. Because you'll see as we keep going, what this really has to do with. Now, I believe our spiritual lives are sacred and personal, and we get and have permission to define those the way that feels right and true to us. Faith is a deeply personal experience, and like most things in life, what works for one person won't necessarily work for the person next to you. And I kind of was talking about that with the whole eating stuff and intuitive eating and all that's not a one-size-fits-all. Most things are not. So what I'm not going to do, I'm not going to talk about or go into my own belief system and how my relationship God works because of literally just that. It's personal and my journey may not be what you need or what anybody else needs to hear. We get to identify that for ourselves. And so I want anybody who is struggling with how to do the right thing when it comes to spirituality and faith, guess what? There's not a right and wrong. There really isn't. It's such a personal thing. Now you can have help processing it to figure out what you believe versus what you feel like you're being pushed to believe. But I don't think that I need to share what my personal beliefs are because that doesn't really have to apply to you guys at all. 
Now, I do believe that a lot of people attempt to care and protect others by pushing their own belief system onto them. That is because if you think that this is the way to salvation, then you want to make sure that the people you love get to have that. Religion is taught kind of like facts where faith and spirituality are experiences more so. And I did a whole episode of spirituality and faith and religion with my friend Tara. And if this is something that is super interesting to you or you're trying to figure out your own stuff, I would recommend go listening to that. And one of my favorite things that Tara said in that episode is I was asking her to define the difference between faith and religion. And she was like, well, it's kind of like school, right? So school and education. So you might go to school every single day for 12 years, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to learn anything versus gaining education, that's the learning thing. So where religion might be like the church and you might go to that and and every single day, it doesn't mean you're actually gaining an education or a faith, right? I'm probably not explaining that as well as she did. So go listen to that episode. Now, if we take the concept of religion out of this conversation, right? This comes down to a issue of or a fear of or a problem with people pleasing and coping with your feelings around people pleasing or not pleasing people. So you asked, how can I respectfully explain that I don't believe the things that they do? I'm afraid that being honest would send them into a panicked crusade intervention type situation. All right. Well, I would bet just by reading this email that you sent me, I would bet that you know how to respectfully tell them this. You sound super calm. You sound very rational. You sound extremely kind and understanding by the way that your email was written. So unless you just like really tapped into some like alter identity there, I just don't know that this is actually the question that you're really trying to get answered or this is really the question that you need to to ask yourself. I wonder if these might, these questions that I'm about to say might be more fitting. So how can I speak my truth and honor my needs when they most likely will bump up against what my parents want for me? Or how about how can I cope with my family being disappointed or fearful or fill in the blank? Now, the truth here is that it is so hard sometimes to put into practice that other people's feelings are not our responsibility. And with that, Also, neither are the responses to us honoring the truth of our needs and desires. It's hard to really, really put that into practice. But the truth is, I'm going to say that again, other people's feelings are not our responsibility. And the responses to us honoring our truth and our needs and our desires is also not on us. You don't have to understand or agree with someone to respect and cope with their behavior or their choices. And while you cannot force your family to understand or know that, you can know that. And I really, really want you to know that. I would encourage you, and this goes to anybody or anyone who might be experiencing um, something similar. Maybe this isn't about religion, but it's about just in general how to raise your kids or your style or even like how you want to spend your time or your work-life balance, literally anything. Look for resources to help you ground and cope and accept the feelings that pop up when you know your choices and beliefs won't be fully accepted and understood. We're all going to have an experience like that at some point in our life. So I want you to look at resources that, that can help cope with the like uncomfortability of, of somebody else being uncomfortable by your choice. That could be a million things. It could be processing with friends. It could be journaling. It could be going on walks. It can be some kind of prayer. It can be any kind of anything. There's so many things. So look for resources to help you. And then the other thing that 
is going to be pretty important here is what kind of boundaries do you need for yourself in order to not make other people's feelings your responsibility? And that one's a big one. Like, what kind of internal boundaries do I need for myself so I don't go straight into people-pleasing mode? And speaking of people-pleasing, I did a whole episode on people-pleasing, and I honestly think it was like the number one downloaded episode. If you just search like people-pleasing and for in the search thing on your podcast with Aubrey Henderson, uh, I don't know exactly what episode it is, but we did that sometime, I think it was this year, yeah, sometime in 2021. And she gives us a whole rundown of how to stop people pleasing and a lot of tips and a lot of help and a lot of insight there. Aubrey's awesome. You can follow her at a with four H's B-R-E-E. She's really, really awesome. She is a coach and she's also a coach that went to counseling school. She went to the same program I did. And I really trust her and value her and everything that she does. But this is the other, like, this is a big one. Like, I, I don't know that the question is like, how do I respectfully tell them this? Because I think you know how to do that. And that goes to anybody who's struggling with how to respectfully state my needs. You know what? I think that if we think about it enough, we really actually know the answer to that. And that's not what we're wondering. It's like, what do we do when other people don't respect us? Because I can say something respectfully. It doesn't mean somebody's going to respect that. So then what do I, what kind of boundaries do I need to help not put me into this back and forth people pleasing situation? So then I don't end up not honoring myself and essentially abandoning what my needs are to make somebody else more comfortable. And then how do I ground myself through that? Because it's hard freaking work. So there is that. If you have any follow-up questions to that, let me know. You know, maybe maybe we'll do two whole episodes on both of these questions. <laughs> maybe we won't. But I definitely am going to get Crystal in to help with the first one because she's so freaking smart. And it's so helpful to have um, conversations around that stuff and to hear what she has to say always. So thank you guys for your questions. Thank you for the person who sent that last one. And then all the people that have been asking about the first question. And yeah, I appreciate you guys. Uh, If you have any other questions of your own, remember Catherine at youneedtherapypodcast.com. And if you don't follow us, go ahead and do that. You can follow me at cat.defada and you can follow the podcast at at youneedtherapypodcast. And side note, it would make my day. If you would rate and review the podcast, it takes like two seconds. Just scroll to the bottom, click five stars if you feel inclined and leave a little comment. Tell me what you like about the podcast. And if there's stuff you don't like, please send that to me. Speaking of that, if there's things you don't like, when I say that, I mean, email it to me. I love the constructive criticism. I actually got, oh, I meant to talk about this and we're just going to do it now. I, I got an email a couple months ago from a listener. It was so freaking kind. I think I talked about this. It was just the, the kindest email with some really constructive feedback that didn't feel good to read, but also was needed. And, you know, I like to know how sometimes I'm being received because I can't know things that I'm doing that are, are hurtful or harmful if nobody brings them to my attention and I don't see them which I wish I saw all of that, but I just, I have limitations as a human. <laughs> Even as a therapist, I'm a human, I have limitations. So they gave me this email and I took it to heart. I didn't reply to them, although I, I think I'm going to now that I'm thinking about it. Well, I got another email from them recently that just said like, hey, I've noticed that you've worked on this and I think it's really admirable and I don't know exactly what she said, but it made my day. It really did because I try my best to be helpful 
obviously that's why this I created this podcast is to help people. And so I never want to offend or hurt people in the podcast. So if there's something I'm saying or if there's language I'm using that is just like not great, I like to know that. Now, I get to like actually read the emails and see, okay, well, how much of this is truth and how much do I really want to sit in and 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 make my truth. But this one really was truth. And so I just want to let you guys know that don't be afraid to help me because that's going to help me be able to help other people more. So just maybe don't write a really mean review on the podcast page. That's just mean. If you don't have to do that, then maybe don't. (laughs) We have another avenue. Anyway, if you want to leave a review, please do it. I would appreciate it. And thank you guys for being the humans that you are. And I hope that you guys have the day you need to have. I'll talk to you guys on Monday. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.